All right, we're live, you pieces of shit. Welcome What's to up, Dad Meat. Dude, welcome Chris O'Connor. Yeah. This feels overdue. I know. <laughs> Let me apologize right off the bat. This feels... Uh, oh, no, I mean, no. You know, I, I almost... I, I want to... I, I don't want it to seem like I've ever taken you for granted. Because you fucking rule. <laughs> Not at all. My bad, dude. I'm sorry. Hey, I think, I think this is the perfect rollout. Mm. You know, I, I drunkenly joined the, the, the live, the live podcast, dude. Uh, not even podcast. That was just a live. That was a, a moment passing us by. If you if you miss the the dad meet UFC streams, uh, that I never ever want to miss that. And in, specifically because of moments like Chris showing up in the chat drunk and then jumping in the Zoom meeting. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. That so was thank, fun. Thank I got a little. I got a little too drunk by the end though. No. I definitely woke up the next day and was like, "Oh my god, what was I? You, what was I doing?" You were Chris, don't apologize. Don't apologize for anything. I was more than happy to spend an hour explaining Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> game to you. Dude, I was like, I woke up the next day. I was like, "How long was that?" Really, I thought it was only like five or six minutes. <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> was it? And then in my mind, I started thinking of like, did everyone sign off while I was fucking? Oh, dude, <laughs> I don't I don't let my brain go there anymore. Like, is this I was turning even, everyone I was off? Like, everyone I was this? also so drunk that I didn't even I didn't I didn't I didn't know how that came up. Like, I was you, like, I was, I don't dude. know, thinking about something else. And then all of a sudden you were you were saving your si- or watching your sister get killed. by Freddy Krueger. So fucking funny. And I was like, I, I think we're know. just I think we were just talking about like games that um like Twitch games or something like that, and that popped up because it is a lot of fun to play. If you never played Friday the Thirteenth, check it out. It's is that a lot that's of... a Twitch game? Uh, no, well, I mean, just... I guess people could play it on Twitch. Oh, it came up because okay. we were talking about playing Predator, and it was the same okay. people that made Friday. The... Or no, maybe it wasn't. No, you're talking about playing with your sister. I don't know, dude. Now we're not gonna we're getting we're not circling <laughs> back into it. Dude. <laughs> he got us. No, <laughs> this is I knew Chris was gonna do this. Is why I don't. I don't. I don't. This is why I've been saying since day one. We will never have Chris O'Connor on that. The level of stress that that created on that Sunday was, you know, I was like, that was incredible. My dude. apartment being like, what are you doing? I felt like we were in a car accident where I was the only one that was embracing death. I was like, this is the <laughs> fucking best. I kicked back. I still feel that after any time I do anything that's comedy related, whether it's a show or especially now that I'm doing podcasts more than anything, the very next day, like I wake up like I had just murdered somebody the night before. Totally. It's it's that feeling of of yeah like blacking out at like a party in high school and you're, you're like wait how many people saw me do that thing do they like do they know what did that play how did that play I know how it seemed in my head but what what were people actually <laughs> thinking you you whatever the worst face that your brain captured like as you were browning out that's what you think the mood of everyone mm-hmm. exactly like, just like oh no dude uh, Twitch has like amplified that feeling in me. Like if I if I stream if I have even what I consider to be a good stream on Twitch, like three hours where I'm like I'm just getting bombarded with jokes by like super funny people in the chat. I'm talking to people that I like. I'm playing a fun game. As soon as I click like, all right, good night, end stream, I go scream into a pillow. Like I go to bed <laughs> hot just from the exposure, dude. It's too yeah. it, it melts my skin. It's fun though. Yeah, it does. It feels like you've left some type of like because the internet is so good at destroying people. Chris, do you ever like do that after hacking their psychology that you're worried that you left something on the table there that they'll just, oh, this is who he is and completely like undress you yep. over the course of the next six hours. Do you ever leave a party with someone and just bother them the whole time? Like, was I OK? You ever do that? 
I, uh, I, I haven't done that, but I've felt it. I've like, it's, it's one, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm worried enough about my behavior at a party, I'll be too self-conscious to then bring that into the in-car leaving conversation. You know, it's like, oh. I don't want to badger this guy now about how yeah. that was going. That's what I give my wife the most credit for because every time we ever leave anything, it's just white knuckling the steering wheel. Like, should I kill myself now? <laughs> She'll be like, you, you were quiet the whole time. You didn't bother anybody. I'm like, oh, this is getting worse. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't normally do shit. I really, there's very few people that I that I socialize with and there's very few things that I, I genuinely enjoy doing because through most social activities, I'll have that feeling as though like, okay, am I being too much? And on the flip side, it's like, okay, okay did I not talk to people enough? What are they going to think of me? Are they going to think that I'm a, that I don't like them? And then it just becomes like, why am I even going out? <laughs> right, right. It's going to be lose, lose. I'm either too standoffish or I'm this guy who thinks he's got something worth saying. And that's like <laughs> right. Worse. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, Tim, I, I was lucky enough to see Tim today. We went to a, uh, to micro center, which is basically best buy without any minorities. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that sounds so, like it'd be the opposite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, w- I was walking around and I saw a, a nice set of VR goggles that I now have my eye on because I would like to watch my wife watch lesbian porn with these VR goggles on. Well, good. I, Godspeed, dude. Hell yeah. I, I, if I brought that into your life, then congratulations. Me, I was actually there picking up a motherboard for my new PC <laughs> setup. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, and I bought so, the wrong one because I did, sh- you know, shop online and pick up in store. It wasn't right. Nothing was right. This is my second trip, and uh, man, oh man, I, I have to, I have to tell you, I've been building computers since I was a teenager. I've been. I, I don't constantly follow like new hardware. Whoa, look at this technology. Ray tracing. Can you believe it? Look at the 1070. It's obsolete now. Whoa. I don't follow that as closely, but every time I need to like update a computer or do something, I dive back in and I immerse myself so that I can make my choice. Anyway, the last person that I want to influence a several hundred dollar purchase is the cashier where I pay for that thing. Uh, and when you go to Micro Center, it's like, yeah, dude, uh, some of the V cores on this are just, you know, the architecture just isn't there. And it's like, you know, you're getting more cores out of Intel, but AMD is like, dude, shut the fuck up. Don't try to <laughs> don't try to get 200 more dollars out of me. Yeah, yeah. If you were smart enough that I should listen to you on this, you wouldn't be a cashier. You, I know. I know. But I mean. then are you like, yeah, are you are you the the bad guy in some in some dudes like movie? some you know, oh for sure it's like he is about to invent the next like google or something like that he's just working it but and he's like yeah he's doing everything he can to help you make the right choice and you're like fuck off buddy yeah. <laughs> in front of my kids too like every time yeah. dude, every time he like turned to talk to like the trainee who was equally knowledgeable they both knew if you just spend enough time on reddit you are an expert in these guys in the job that these guys do so every time they turn to talk to each other i looked at my kids i was like get a little of these fucking dorks <laughs> And Tim's giving this poor kid the hardest day of his life. Meanwhile, this kid's going to turn out to be Steve part-time jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, it's also funny talking, talking shit about the, the people, the people at micro center to your kids to get yourself hyped up for the cashier interactions. Like, I know this cashier is going to have a suggestion. I just want, want to get out in front of this. Do you, do you guys have a, a very specific worst cashier experience? Hmm. 
I, I do. It's very funny. This guy at Funko Land convinced me to buy the worst Sega game possible when I was like nine years old. I like traded in every <laughs> game I had. I got like nine seventy five. I was like, yeah, I want like uh, Mutant League football. He's like, you don't want Mutant League football, dude. You want Subterranea, which I ended up liking. But later on, I realized, I was like, oh, dude, he was fucking with me for his boy. Like he's trying <laughs> oh, to make his coworkers no. laugh. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have one. I feel like I feel like I have vague memories of something with like a, a condom purchase type of experience, <laughs> like or or something like. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've had interactions with a cashier where they've done that type where I'm buying something that I don't really know, like how it works or if it's the right thing. And they're like, what are you trying to do with this? And I'm like, oh, yeah. this. And they just they're like, this isn't even close to what you need. That's a terrifying yeah, that prospect because they could they could completely send you down the wrong street. They could completely just fuck up. You might be close to figuring out how to do something. And they're just like, that's not how you do it at all. Listen to me. I'm yeah. on Reddit. Well, dude, I don't know how, I mean, I, I, this is how little I know about like the innards of a computer. I didn't even really think a motherboard was a real thing. Oh, bro. <laughs> I thought that it's the, it's, like, the, it's the largest like thing that I can hold from jargon. this new computer. Um, like I know about like Ram. <laughs> that, that's about it. No. Uh, but yeah, I trying to figure, I've been like working with McCusker a little bit, trying to figure out just like, Check out how much motherboard I got today. Look at it. Look at all that. Damn. Yeah. And now it's like I gotta I gotta like look at my wife like yeah, I'm a guy who buys this kind of thing. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is important, right? What are you getting out of that? Uh it you can control what, what color lights are on it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty sick. No, I wanna I, I wanna be able to play like really fucking sick video games at like a high resolution and then share it on Twitch. So I needed like a second good computer it's a, it's a whole fucking corny gay thing but uh okay like you need enough processing power to not only look at what you're doing but also broadcast it out yeah 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 and that, uh yeah it's, it's enthusiast to... shit basically and yeah. uh yeah dude it fucking stinks knowing that my wife like accepts it as a favor <laughs> <laughs> no. did you see but, that unreal engine uh demo yeah yeah have you guys what yeah that shit, that's the kind of shit that like makes my fucking bird hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I love it graphics, is. dude. <laughs> it's fucking amazing looking. Tim, when you get bird hiccups, does like does your wife have to like pat you on the butt? <laughs> She's got to burp my bird. <laughs> She's got to throw gotta it over know. her shoulder. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a big one. <laughs> it's all over my shirt. <laughs> 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 it's just so it's so funny to think that i just come more because my bird ate too much <laughs> my bird had too much formula so it just comes too much Damn, oh, it's I, in want my an- I want another baby now <laughs> oh man so rainy you're not getting you're not getting you're not going to use this vr stuff at all for yourself are you excited about oh i will you know what, chris i bought uh, a set of goggles it's just like the cardboard shit that with like supposedly special like fr- um, lenses. Yeah. And it was like 10 bucks. I was like, oh, man, I can actually watch VR porn with this. But no, dude, when you uh, get, when you get your wife to watch VR porn, you should get a second VR headset so that you're watching a different lady watch VR porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm actually going to end up teleporting with how in-depth I'm, I think I'm going to get with it. <laughs> I'm going to end up inside your motherboard. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude, it was so depressing because uh, a good friend had let me watch um, uh, VR porn on his phone, and he just had the cardboard. So I was like, oh, cool. I I can figure this shit out. So I just bought some fucking stupid-ass cardboard that I saw on Amazon, and I came home. I was all excited. I got all undressed. I got in the bed. I strapped it over my head. I had my phone inside there. Didn't work. Oh, man. You know what's funny? Is Is this why you're having a technical renaissance, dude? You went out and bought an iMac. You you sent me some test footage that you shot and edited. I'm like, I'm blown away by the the technical leaps that you're making. Is this all because you just want to beat off harder? <laughs> <laughs> uh, pr- pretty much, man. Um, I've said I, it forever, I, dude. Every every great technological uh, advance or like every every great leap in humanity and society is because some dude just wanted to come a different way. Like we have roads so that you could fuck someone really far away without having to wait so long in like a carriage. Like we, these carriages <laughs> got to go faster, dude. We got skyscrapers to just bring the ladies to you. That's pretty much it, man. I feel like I'm living in the Matrix. Only my version is the Master Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> wait, oh, isn't that the true? Didn't they like? I'm taking they... the blue pill, but it's blue chew. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what were you saying, Chris? Didn't they, didn't they like, isn't uh, like VHS, didn't that beat out Laserdisc because it was like easier to get porn on it or something? I I'd accept imagine, that easily. Yeah, sorry. I, that- I definitely can see that being true because anytime I heard about somebody having Laserdisc anything, it was just like, all right, whatever, dude. He's probably Italian, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, I'm not using two hands to put porn on. <laughs> 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 I want to jam something in a VCR's mouth. <laughs> I'm going four fingers into a VCR's mouth and then wrecking my meat i'm not fucking don't touch the surface of it go yeah plus it's like yeah i feel like laser discs are harder to hide <laughs> well, one thing i definitely miss is is being able to go to a specialty store and look at gigantic boxes and pick the movie that i wanted to take home not make eye contact with anybody and just just know you were you literally had come oozing out your pores on the way over there in anticipation of what you're going to treat yourself to. Yeah. Yeah. That, that level of, of excitement, it is, it is like hard to recapture. Did you get off on like the cover art too? Is it like, I can, <laughs> it, it was, I, I went, I went back and looked through like an old record store. It was a new record store. But I went through like, and just looked at record. I was like, Oh yeah. I kind of, I miss, I miss, I, or I actually never really got to experience what it'd be like to like just page through and look at like cover art and like mm-hmm. design and just be like, oh, this is cool. Like just buy something based off that, not knowing what you're going to get. It was great because I mean, for there was definitely an era where that was really all you knew about a specific band is what their cover, what the cover, what the liner notes told you, what the cover art told you, what the lyrics were. This, this, um, this level of accessibility now has taken away that for both better and worse, but nothing beat being able to get a new CD, open it up and be like Bon Jovi might be the handsomest fucking dude on earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Say the same thing at the porn store. You're just browsing the giant VHS boxes. Man, it was, that, yeah, that had to be, well, I guess you could, you'd still, you could still do that though. You could still go to like, yeah, there are some places every now and again. I think I might treat myself this summer by going to one. Although the last time I went, which was probably about 10 years ago, I had a pretty bad experience. You know how they have the Jack Shacks in there? No, what? In the I have, back have heard of. Never actually seen one. Yeah, well, it's like a little booth you go into, and it's like you put your dollar bills in there, and you could select the channel that you want to crank it to. Well, 
um, the place that I went to last, it was kind of like a row of stalls. And at the end of this row was just a mop in a bucket. And then anyway, like I went to my little stall to do my thing. And as I'm in there, I hear the guy that's working screaming about the next motherfucker that comes on the floor is getting thrown out of this fucking place on his head. And I was just like, well, what are you supposed to do here? <laughs> well, you got to There's got to be tissues in there, right? And like a way there's thing. not. Chris, it's set up like a um, it's a very minimalist. It's like you go in and it's like um, it's just a, a small, a small, a small seat. It's just like a, a not like plywood, but like a very like an outhouse. No, I'm trying to think it's of a better way a to describe cl- it. A cum latrine. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's horses in there with you, <laughs> but it's um, yeah, it's just I, I, it's Ew, very difficult dude. to describe, man. But it's just like a little bench that you could sit on, and there's there's an up button and a down button. Um, it's like a like an old school clicker on the wall, and yeah. you press that to find what you want to watch, and then it changes, and you know the volume's cranked up. It's a uh, it's really an immersive experience. It's crazy. You used to have to get in your car for Pornhub. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, I like the people who do that now are just they like like the experience of being sort of close to people while jerking off. Right. You don't want the manager so, yeah. yelling at you, but it's like nice to be in public. Almost. If you're still yeah. doing that is because you want to accidentally walk into a stall that's occupied. Well, dude, it's funny you bring that up Tim, because one of the greatest sources of anxiety are there's little locks that you could you could latch your lock. And one of the greatest greatest sources of anxiety comes from people jiggling your door because I think the the um, unwritten rule is that if your door is unlocked, it's kind of a come on in, boys. Yeah, uh, dude. So yeah, you're really you're really beating them off while you're you guys, beating yourself off. <laughs> Do you ever see the movie The Piano Teacher? No. It's like this like French. It's like this French movie. Uh, about this lady who's a piano teacher and it like it the movie starts and she's like just you know teaching like some kid the piano and being like real like militant about it and she like goes home and like to her apartment she like lives with her mom gets in like a big fight with her mom like the whole the whole like and it's like really into, she's like a really like scary kind of intense piano teacher but the whole movie is just like you're in paris and watching this lady teach piano and it seems like she's got some real problems and then like probably like 20 or 30 minutes into the movie she just like goes to the mall and like walks into the store and you're just following her the whole time like up the escalator and then she like walks into this store and you're like kind of just like what is this fucking store and then you realize it's like a fucking you know sex shop oh she goes into the back and sits down in one of those rooms and just starts watching porn and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then she reaches into the trash uh, where there's like, you know, cum tissues. And she her gaze, she doesn't like break her gaze. She's just watching the porn and just takes like a big, deep breath of the porn tissue. Oh, dude. <laughs> and dude, from then on, the movie is insane. Like crazy sex stuff and just weird. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm. One of my first thought is I'm surprised she teaches piano because this lady sounds like a real sax addict. <laughs> um, and two, this is. I think this is a Mentos commercial. You're confusing this movie with. <laughs> no, dude. The the rest of the movie gets nuts. Some 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 dude who's like good at piano but doesn't give a shit about piano gets like the hots for her and like mm. specifically tries to get lessons for. It's crazy. 
Ew, Did you ever dude. play anything when you were a kid, Chris? Uh, what do you mean? Like music? As an instrument? Uh, yeah, I like I learned piano for a little bit and I tried to play like the trumpet, but I was terrible at both. And also my parents were like annoyed by noise. I didn't have like a good <laughs> like practice environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like you couldn't practice any like you couldn't practice anything without ruining everyone's evening. Yeah. You either have to have very patient parents or deaf parents. If yeah. you're going to, if you have a kid that's into music. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than like, yeah, there's nothing worse than listening to someone learn an instrument, especially trumpet or some sort yeah. of brass. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's like not, probably the cause of a, a large percentage of uh, like missing child cases. It's just like we, we, they were trying to be really good parents and then they gave them a fucking brass instrument to learn and they just they, snapped. Kill a kid and keep the trumpet. <laughs> he loved the trumpet. We loved him. We we definitely didn't, you know, misdirect any anger that we let build up because of the constant noise and the pressure to be supportive parents. That's fine. That's he's alive somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you have to have parents that like also play an instrument. You know. Yeah. Uh, It'd be like if I was a musician and my kid really wanted to play like basketball or something like that. It's like I would have no patience standing on like standing on a court not having any idea how to play basketball like i can't help the kid you know what <laughs> when I, <laughs> there's nothing i can offer this i just have to watch him hopefully figure it out you know that unfortunate thing when like women are uh assaulted in various ways and the the horrible reaction people have where they say like well what was she wearing the same thing, except like when a kid gets murdered, it's like, well, what instrument was he learning? <laughs> what was he playing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when like when and they find a, the trumpet kid dead, the hardest part about the cop's job is going to the parents and saying, listen, there's no easy way to say this, but uh, your son gave up the trumpet and picked up the tuba. John Bonet was actually adding a new talent portion to her act. <laughs> <laughs> It, it has to suck when your kid gets just given the tuba. Oh, dude. Right, because get, getting the tuba is like being put in goal in like kitty kit, right? They're just like, there's nowhere else to put this kid. There's no easy way to say this, but another saint went marching in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone's got to play it, and you can't run. So I think if a, a, a teacher sent my, one of my children home with a tuba, I would approach him with the same energy as if they'd showed my kid their dick. <laughs> like what the, what the fuck do you think this is dude <laughs> yeah well now i want to play a a, a, a bre- now i want to play an obnoxious instrument i wish i learned an instrument can any, any of you guys play anything do you guys like tim's a good guitarist i'm a mediocre guitarist yeah do you like can you like read music and stuff like that or are you like- uh yeah not quickly though yeah yeah i i i have uh committed to learning uh music theory uh more than I ever did because when you can teach yourself guitar and then just read tablature and then all you know like you could just read where to put your fingers and how to play right. your favorite songs and right. all that's the vast majority of guitar players ever and I've always regretted being that but I was self-taught dude I mean no lessons thank you very much Bob. <laughs> no big deal man I actually I, I bought myself a guitar one time and I went to a local guitar shop that's I, I still live close by um 
so I'm like five minutes from this guitar shop now, but I went in there and I just remember. Hey, where's I, your Jack Shacks? <laughs> <laughs> I remember There's asking. It's got to be a nice little conversion thing from like music shops to, to fucking tech stores. It's like they have all the same like racks on the wall. Yeah, there's and, not like, a, a big drop off. Ponytails. <laughs> I went in there and I and I'll never forget the look in the guy's face when I when he's like, oh, so you look for a guitar? And I was like, yeah, um, can you give me one little plate corn? Cause I didn't know how guitars work <laughs> and like the hatred in his fluttering eyelids, like told me everything I needed to know. He's like, yeah, this one will. And I bought a $160 guitar and I took lessons for a while because I really liked this guy. Um, and I never practiced. I just wanted to hang out with this guy for an hour a week. Yeah. And I took lessons for like three months and every week, like he was just very patient and he never said anything about me not getting better. And I, I stopped going only because I was I was uh, hospitalized for depression. And the first thing I did when I got out of the hospital for depression was drop a note in the music shop's uh, mailbox to say, like, Mike, I'm sorry I wasn't in my lessons for the past couple of weeks. I, I was I was thinking about killing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. It's funny that you, like, almost unintentionally did, like, the, the, the most hilarious bit. <laughs> fucking with this guy <laughs> to walk like there is there isn't a funnier thing you could say to a, like a guitar center guy than walking in and be like which one plays corn <laughs> <laughs> to be fair that that seventh string is for hanging yourself on, the, yeah. on an ipad <laughs> And there's no better way to end lessons than being like, ah, I was thinking about killing myself. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I did that for a little while. I took like guitar lessons from a guy and I did start trying to like choose music for him to teach me. That was like that. He think was like, you're trying to impress him impressed by my music taste. And they were all corn. You know, it was all, it was what like, did you pick? Teach me. Hey, Jude. Ah, uh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. You know, but I was like 10. So I was like, this is the coolest music I know. Oh, well, that's not. Yeah, I, uh, 10 year olds are only doing things trying to impress people and older people. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I don't want to say anything. I, we, we did a little quarantine breaking today. Ben is going to be 10 this year. And we got to hang out with. Uh, just uh, We just popped in a place real quick to, you know, shake some hands. Right. Or, you know, distant shake some hands. And Ben got to hang out with uh, a, a friend's son. And I like. After they were out of earshot, I was like, "Hey, man, thanks for letting us drop by." Ben doesn't really have any friends that he thinks are cool. Like most of my son's friends are just like, "Well, we'll just be over here with the other fucking dorks." <laughs> <laughs> so I was. It filled me with joy today to watch him like be around a kid that he actually enjoys being around and kind of oh, you know, cool, man. Even though it wasn't yeah. the same, but uh, yeah, everything they do is just like, "Check this out, dude! I can do this," and then they hurt themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, were you popular when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, I think I did. I did. All right. I was never like, uh, I hung out with popular kids, but I don't think I, I was never like the guy, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Um, and I also like, I don't know. I like bounced around in a lot of different groups. Uh, but yeah, I never like, like I had kids that like lived next to me that were into just like fucking pogs and theater and weird shit and i like hung out with them a bunch and then i had kids that were like you know that i like played sports with that were sort of like my brother's friends little brothers and so i like just i like jumped around in those groups but i like yeah at no point did i feel like i was like i wasn't like 
I wasn't a guy who was like, I can't wait to get to school and bask in this glory. You know, how hard was pussy to come by for you? Uh, not too hard. I did. All right. I did. All right. I got, I got a lot of mileage uh, by like being like decently good looking and, and quiet. Oh man. So I was like, I was like with the cool kids. So I had like good street cred and then I didn't like say that much. And so like, yeah, I, there was, I I dated like one girl all through high school, but she was really hot. So like, yeah, she kind of like just grabbed me in eighth grade and was like, we're doing this. And I was like, all right. Damn. So you were quiet yeah. in the streets and a riot in the sheets, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I basically like, I, I yeah, I was, I, 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 that's another one of like life's great disappointments. She was like so much more like advanced as far as like knowing what she wanted oh. and like what she was interested in doing than I was. So I was just kind of like, yeah, I have a dick. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is working great. Have dick will travel. There was a piece of me that think it it like fucked me up a little bit. Just being like having that those experiences so early on with someone who was like, yeah, I mean, she she like she had like the sexual prowess of like a thirty year old woman. It was like, yeah, it was crazy. At least that's you know, I don't know, that's how it felt. And that was popping off in grade school or like you just started the relationship in grade school? Uh, Yeah, it, it started just relationship started in grade school. And then like ninth grade, it really like really took off to come frenzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wow, like, man. Yeah, it was crazy. It was just like any party we'd go to, we would just find like a closet or some back. You know, it was just like any time the parents were not with their eyes on us. It was like, going, it was craziness. Wow, man. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was nice. It was nice. I didn't realize how good I had. <laughs> you should write her a note. <laughs> we still we still like sort of keep in touch. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, you still into come? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No, she's like rocketed up. off into like that whole world of like, you know, but like all this confusing relationship stuff. Like she's an eighth grade matchmaker. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what is Connecticut <laughs> street cred like, by the way? <laughs> what did you say? So what is Connecticut street cred like, by the way? Wait, well, no, now I'm like just, everyone from around like, here. It's not like actual good, like it's not actual cred. It's I just know. like you're not a fucking psycho. Yeah. I was going to ask is uh, like everyone around here, uh, like people like trying to like, you know, posture would be like yeah i I, basically i got a friend that's like best friends with bam margera were you guys like that with uh shane mcmahon (laughs) no dude i didn't i I like uh i was so not into wrestling i had no idea any of that stuff was going on and my buddies were like big into it but i think i only heard them ever mention like the mean street posse like once in high school they like said that they like saw him or whatever and the the headquarters like is not far from me i remember being like oh like it's close but i didn't know i didn't have any idea that that stuff was going on oh i'm so jealous i'm I'm not jealous because you didn't fucking know but man that would have fucking ruled if i was like dude the main street posse that's where i'm from i knew about this If, yeah, the fucking Broad Street Bullies was the tag team. I would, I would still, that would be my identity still. I'd be like, remember the wrestlers who were the thing from where I'm from? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of like the people, like the big name people that. Uh, there was like uh, Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a big Connecticut. 
Connecticut boy. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I didn't know that guy, obviously, at all. I'm trying to think of, like, the big, like, names in town that people were like, oh, I, f- I know that guy. Oh, yeah. So the local, nah, local celebs or, like, na- yeah, national profile. You, you, yeah, like a big name. Pull, pull one out for us. But it, while you're thinking, I the, the thing I miss most about watching wrestling in the late 90s is retarded people quoting wrestlers. Like I, I feel like almost all my wrestling mem- memories are retarded dudes, like just saying, "Like uh, you didn't know your ass better come," like just all the intro quotes and shit like that. And that's Wait, where are you seeing this? Just like around school, or like yeah, when you go to the events were the events. What were the events like as a kid? It had to be a lot of. Well, I didn't get to go to a bunch of them as Sorry. a kid because I got in the ECW, and that was like off limits. That was like. Don't watch South Park. Don't watch ECW. So I was never going to go. I was never going to get to go to ECW. But my, I remember one of my earliest memories was my dad took me to a, I guess it had to be WWF. And uh, he almost got into a fight with a guy. And it had something to do with him, like, shoving me out of the way. I think I was asleep in my seat. I fell asleep. I used to fall asleep at everything. I would go to monster <laughs> truck shows. I fall asleep. Went and saw fucking Hulk Hogan wrestling. Fell asleep. And, uh, yeah, my dad had to fucking bark at some dude to uh to get him to fucking stop doing ignorant shit around me or something like that but uh yeah i, I had no interest in going to any of them except ecw and it was like off limits you had to basically your only chance was to like lie and get to like sleep over at a friend's house who had a degenerate uncle who was going to take them and then you could <laughs> tag along and i think i almost put a trip like that together one time and it fell through and i'll just never get over it where, where, why were you, why'd you call, keep like falling asleep at events? Were you, like, I have no idea, dude. I was overwhelmed with excitement, narco, or was it past your bedtime when it was over? Maybe yeah, it was, was the ref. Was the ref like lifting your arm up and on the third time, <laughs> like you would come back to life, watch the rest of the event? I would uh, grab the fucking turnbuckle. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just because I was so fucking autistic that uh, I, I didn't I didn't know that I should be more excited to be out of the house. I was just like, well, I'm sleepy and it's nine p.m. Good night. I don't know. Yeah, we used to go to wrestling a lot when I was a kid. And like that was that was like our big thing. Um, we didn't really do a lot um, as far as entertainment as a family. But I would say like once every few months, my dad would take us to WWF and he would pop the fuck off, man. It was my dad will wild out, man. Really? And and one time we got to see uh, a glitch, a glitch in the Matrix. It was pretty awesome. There was a, a wrestler named Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and he got cut during a match and he got cut a lot worse than he was supposed to get cut. And he just left the ring and went back into the dressing room. And everybody was just like, what the fuck just happened? And that was the first time that I realized that wrestling wasn't real. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, it really fucked things up for me. And I, don't know, I hope I didn't ruin it for anybody else. Just saying that now. <laughs> I, You know what? I can't I can't uh, I can't get into like I, I have uh, a lot of friends that like love wrestling right now and they love the fake aspect of it and almost like the yeah. fantasy football aspect. Like, well, here's the decision I would make if I was writing how re- pro wrestling goes and I can't get I can't get into it. I can't. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. No, no, you got I was just going to say I saw I saw a murder video this week and moments before this fat backwards retard shot a guy in the head with a shotgun he did the suck it to him <laughs> what it's he a put video the gun it, down and did fucking yeah well he had he had it over his shoulder it, yeah. and he put it down and because it, it popped up again because it's relative to that shooting down in georgia it's pretty much a similar scenario only with a white dude that gets shot this time and it was a retarded father and son duo 
and the fat son had a shotgun over his shoulder. And when the guy was talking shit to him, the kid dropped the shotgun. And at first I thought he was going to shoot him, but he just lowered his arms to do the suck it. <laughs> and then moments later, he actually did shoot him with the shotgun. What the fuck? What was this recently? No, it was like 2017. But <clears throat> because of the similarities between that and what happened down in Georgia um, a few months ago, I think yeah. it's making its rounds again. That Georgia stuff's pretty nuts. It's, what bothered- it, it, it's really uh, uh, <laughs> this is the time for retarded father son duos. Who <laughs> <laughs> If you're a retarded father and son, listen to this. You better be out in the street with your <clears throat> fucking weapons right now because you're going to become famous. Yeah, this gravy train's not rolling forever. Get it in now. Go murder somebody. Dude, I actually had it. I'm sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, no, I was just going to say that. Like, what the? I don't know if you saw the video of him like walking like through the property. Mm-hmm. I did. But I feel like videos like what drives me nuts about that stuff is that like clearly that's a longer video. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw like a little clip where he's just like inside and he walks like six feet and like looks to his and then just like slowly walks away but they cut it it's just like why not show the whole thing why isn't this whole thing somewhere yeah i saw i saw like so the video starts and he it's from a security camera from a house across the street and i i didn't watch the i didn't see the original of that what i saw was the one where it's like and here you can see him entering the house definitely to rob it obviously that's the only reason and i was like ah man this isn't the prime source (laughs) and then he just kind of just wanders around a construction site and looks around at shit and i was like oh i've done that in places yeah, I watched I watched the whole video. It's a half hour long, and it's actually without a doubt the best episode of Property Brothers that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do? Does he take anything or no? He just like just checks it out. Take. It's a yeah, construction just, site. Yeah, yeah. There's like people coming and going there like all day, right? I, that's what I saw. I don't, I don't even know. I I I don't know. I I just know that like it's pretty weird that even if you thought a guy stole something from a construction site, that you're like. I think I might use deadly force to citizens arrest this guy or my day is not going to go right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, those guys are fucking nuts and they, they clearly like um, they lo- I, I don't know. It just seems like one of those situations where they don't they start the truck and they're going down the road and they don't even realize like what this situation's about to get turned into. I you know? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I see this a lot in like, obviously, in, in my comedy career, my fighting uh, training, I have watched millions of hours. And Chris, we've worked on projects where we've had to watch a lot of weird videos <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah. I've watched millions of hours of street fights, gang brawls, uh, cartel executions. I think I, I've got a very, very complete picture of human uh, male aggression and counteraggression. And I think the second a guy thinks he's either going to get attacked or that like he might be justified in attacking someone else, it becomes life and death. It, like yeah. There's no you know halfway. It's like your adrenaline spikes so hard that you are like, I am prepared to kill somebody or die. And no one is. None of them ever are. They're always too fat for either option, especially in this case. To me, the scariest aspect of that video is that you realize that that's exactly how it would have played out if those dudes in the truck caught up to Forrest Gump. <laughs> Easily, yeah. If there's no one there, an to hour tell you shorter that. film. <laughs> <laughs> it would be sick if there was footage of. Oh yeah, no. I'm thinking of them chasing him on the bikes. Yeah, it's just like if there was footage of that other kid and like like braces were sh- breaking off and he was really getting up to speed. <laughs> so I stopped running and I tried to take his shotgun. 
uh yeah um i i don't know i i i don't have that in me though i don't have it in me to like pop off at somebody and like tense up my shoulders and completely straighten my arms and start screaming where oh, no. you know what i mean and uh i i i'm it takes it makes you less observant and it makes you less prepared to actually defend yourself so i i completely avoid that at all costs um yeah, I- my yeah. my reaction to almost every like escalation is just like whoa whoa. That's what you're supposed to do, by the way. <laughs> whoa, put your hands yeah. up. Yeah, like a horse is coming. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, whoa, 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 whoa! Stick what? a carrot up your opponent's yeah. asshole. That's actually that's uh that's like a day one self defense thing. Is like if someone's getting out of hand, you do like you're not hushing them, but you're like, look, dude, chill out, and it's just so that you can have your hands near your face so that they can't punch it as oh, easily. Oh, it's actually yeah. That's actually like yeah. That's that's something that you. Train people to do to not get fucking clocked, or if if you if so be, be in a more offensive standpoint, you could have them up and prepare for the eye poke or the uh, <laughs> or the other three stooges misdirection. <laughs> Might even want to throw a wise guy in there if you want to. You know, it's just it's really a dealer's choice. I'd be on the floor going like. <laughs> Maloney's retarded. I'm so retarded to get back into fucking jujitsu competition. I just want to, I want to noogie somebody. I'm going to tap someone with noogies. <laughs> There's no rule against it. There's no rule against noogieing someone until they fucking tap. <laughs> They're going to love me. Well, there was a guy that, um, um, that I only trained with a short amount of time, but Jim trained with him for a while. And on the times where the, the promotion day, people would have to fight for, for like hours just to kind of like it was a rite of passage. And this one guy, uh, this one black belt, John, he would noogie people. Oh, yeah. Wet willies. Yeah. Noogies. And since he's a black belt in in great shape, he could do whatever he wants to you. So if he's if you're like on the ground trying to get off the ground, he'll he'll wet willy you. Oh, no, he calls them sweat willies. He doesn't put his hand in his mouth. That'd be gross. He'll just that's like collect sweat from you and jam it in your ear. <laughs> Dude, I got wet willied when I was I was I was collecting uh, the sweat. That's a total dominance. It really is, dude. It's devastating. It's mentally devastating. <laughs> and the whole dude. time he's resting, he's got his knee jammed into your sternum and it paralyzes your entire body the way he's doing it. He's pulling up on your neck and jamming his knee into you and you're completely par- you're at his mercy and he's just fucking around with you like playing with your nose and shit. <laughs> <laughs> One of my on sites is the kid that wet willied me sophomore year. This fucking <laughs> obese fucking dirt ball who had those. He was um, really in the car, so he had those perpetual grease hands. Uh, and he sat behind me in English, and he wet willied me one day. Uh, uh, this fucking fat fuck named Fred Natal. You're he wet willowed me. Yeah, yeah he, he's probably dead. Like with his lifestyle, and or he was. Yeah, he should Natals. be. Natals. The Natals own like a trash compacting business. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> he got me, and like it was, it was like the hardest that I remember being bitched at that young of an age. And I just sat there and I took it. And he said, "He's you know, he's not going to do anything." And one other kid said, "He said uh, something to the effect of like keep doing it and watch what happens." And I never did anything. It, you know, oh, that's what right. I yeah. gotta say. That's do why it again. He, do yeah. it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just do that until the bell rings. Like, you're lucky I got to leave. <laughs> Put it in my mouth. Go ahead. You Put it in my mouth right now, dude. <laughs> you want wet fingers? I'll wet them for you. <laughs> 
come on my face, dude. Watch what happens. <laughs> Keep coming on my face, dude. <laughs> oh man, dude. Yeah, I, I, I think the worst uh, thing that like the worst I ever got it in school like that was like uh, I, I wound up being like friends with this kid later on in life, but like in middle school, I, I, everyone had those. I had like a huge, you know, like big dog T-shirt. Just like oh. every T-shirt was huge. Like I'm not sure. If, I think it might have been Ren and Stimpy actually. Huge ass. Like it was. I liked the shirt. And I had I was holding it up while pissing in the urinal, and he shoved me from behind, and my shirt dropped, and I pissed uh, all over it. And dude, just total meltdown, crying. What Chris, that is not big dog behavior, dude. I hate to break it to you, man. <laughs> I know he little dog to you, man. <laughs> it was, it was the worst. <clears throat> Actually, I what wound up happening is I cried so hard that he wound up putting the shirt on. <laughs> and gave me his shirt. Oh my god! <laughs> Which is crazy. The the ultimate move is for you to then be like, check out his piss shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> no, the damage was done. Everyone had seen everyone like in the bathroom, like all my butt, because it was like between periods had seen me like cry my way into that situation. So it was, it was a, it was a rough one. Oh, man. Did he ever give it back to you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He probably threw it out or something. I don't think I wanted to see that shirt ever again. Man, I think the the most the most my friends ever saw me act like a bitch was this one time. Uh, there's a schoolyard down the street that none of us went to school at. Actually, I don't know a kid that ever went to this school. It was half a block from my house. I never met a kid that ever went there. I know it was it was in use. None of us ever knew anybody. We never interacted with any of the students. But that was where we played stickball, all our cool shit. And uh, there was this one day. I I don't think I was in high school yet. Or if I was, it was like ninth grade. I was probably like eighth grade. Uh, there was a day where uh, a, another kid in the neighborhood who's got to be dead. He's got to be. He had a name like Dusty or something. Oh, yeah. That's a dead teenager name fuck what was his name and he was like one of the kids he was one of those guys who was like a younger kid who so he was just an ultimate scumbag so that he could kind of keep pace with like the older kids and not get just constantly beat up fuck yeah. i can't remember his dirtball nickname if, if i i guarantee my sister's in the chat right now like just like screaming it um he i'm gonna go with like dusty dave or something like that fuck okay anyway it doesn't matter he lit a bodega outside trash can on fire i oh, what a dirtball yeah he did that and ran away and some wires got crossed. These bodega owners thought that it was our our group of like five friends that were hanging out that day in the schoolyard. So they come down from the bodega. It's about two blocks. They come down from the bodega. They walk in. They pull a car into the schoolyard and then lock every gate and entrance. Or I don't know if they locked it or were just like physically blocking. I think the car was blocking the biggest one because there was no gate to shut. And in the rest, it was like they closed it and like hinged the gates. And they were like instantly a gun out. There was a gun introduced instantly. And we're like in eighth grade at this point. And uh, there was like uh, a very, very quick like who lit our trash can on fire. And we, we recognized the guy, but it wasn't like a store that we always went in. It was like, this is crazy. We definitely did not do that. And we're, like th there's not even like we can't pop off back to them. Um and I was standing next to uh, 
a girl and I saw an opportunity to like vacate the schoolyard. Like well, like I grabbed her by the wrist and I walked her out of the schoolyard. And then I was like, do I go back into the gun schoolyard situation <laughs> or do I just chill on the outside of it and hope for the best? Tim, was the kid's name Jesse? Because that sounds like Jesse behavior. No, it wasn't Jesse. It definitely was. I, I had to be like a Dave or something like that. Anyway, I had to like, I, I there was no way I was going back in. And I actually also trusted, it was my one boy, uh, Billy. I, I trusted him to like figure a way out. I was just like, I know Billy's got this. I was just Wait, like, so who's, who's inside the parking area? It's the, it's your so boy, it's, Billy. It's my boy, Billy, probably Jerry. Uh, and then like one or two other kids. Like, it, I mean, it was a pretty popular, like congregation spot for all the fucking neighborhood dirtball kids. Tim, your sister said dusty Dave. It had to be Dusty Dave. Exactly. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we very quickly found out it was him that did it. He like ran in his house. He was crying. The bodega dudes went there. They just like terrorized his family. And that oh that God. was all cool. But like as this is all going, I had to like eye to eye with my boys like, hey, how'd the rest of the gun thing go in the schoolyard <laughs> <laughs> to this day? Like, I can't even think about it. That makes me, that makes my fucking skin crawl. Are they were they scarred for this? This sounds a lot like the Puerto Rican neighborhood version of Stand by Me. Stand by, mommy. <laughs> Dude, this sounds exactly like. Do you, do you guys watch the uh, the OJ Made in America documentary? Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that scene where he like the the three of them get in trouble in uh, in high school for playing dice in the bathroom. I don't remember that part. So it, like him and his and two of his high school buddies are playing dice in the bathroom. And their football coach walks in and is like, all right, you're coming to the principal's office with all of me. So he walks them all to the principal's office. OJ's in the back of the line. He's like, come on, man. Like, you can't do this to us. Like, we're going to get fucked. You know, we're going to get suspended. We're going to be fucked. And the guy's like, we're going to the principal's office. So his two buddies walk in first, right? And he walks in last and the principal behind him. And the principal is like, these guys are here for, you know, they were playing the dice in the bathroom. And when the football coach just like walks right out and OJ, you know, waits a beat and then he walks out and the principal's like, OJ, where are you going? And he's like, oh, no, I was just walking these two guys down there with like the coach. <laughs> <laughs> and he just he's like, the principal's like, all right. And he just walks out. Me and, and OJ, man. get in any trouble. Me and OJ. Hey, that'd be great if you tried that during his trial. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm glad my friends didn't get shot and killed. (laughs) (laughs) Tim, is that That store still there? Uh, I mean, it's probably changed hands 16, 17 times since then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably has great food, though. (laughs) We had a a corner store, like, across from my school that was, like, our hangout. And... um, it used to be referred to by a very offensive name because it was run by Asian people. Um, it was the something store. The Chino. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's common. I, like I asked the kids outside. It's normal. <laughs> and uh, my mom had come to pick up my friend Stanley and I, and Stanley was Vietnamese. And she said, um, she parked the car. We got in the car. She's like, I got to run into the store. Do you guys need anything? And I just remember like staring at my mom, like, can you, can you fucking not use the C word that describes Asians while I have an Asian friend in the car? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Dude, yeah. I, my the, Lucy came in. She was like, uh, she was like, can I can I have two dollars to go to the chinos, uh, the chino store or the chink store or whatever? And uh, I was like, whoa, 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 what? Why are you saying that? And she's like, what do you mean? She had no idea that's not what you're supposed to call it. And uh, she was like, well, that's that's what all the kids call the fucking Chinese people takeout store on the corner. Yeah. So I go yeah, outside and it's all black and Puerto Rican kids. I was like, you can't call that the fucking chinos. You can't call it a chink store. And they're yeah, like, why not? I was like, because it's fucking racist. And they're just like, they're, the look in their eyes was just like, okay, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> I used to, I used to, I feel like I used to do, I was always that person who just like, no, the, someone would be saying the fucked up phrase and I would have no idea that it was like <laughs> sensitive, population sensitive. Yeah. No, I didn't have like, like I did that once where like, um, my brother and my dad like, <laughs> my brother and my dad were like had been like fucking around i don't know we'd been doing some project and uh my brother had said uh, like and we we i don't know, i think we were just doing something around the house i don't even remember what it was but we had gotten like it was fucked up but it was good enough and my brother said close enough for government work and my dad laughed and I was like, all right, well, that's just a funny phrase you say when you don't get something quite right. And then we were like helping my grandfather move. And we like put his TV somewhere and it was like fine. And I was like close enough for government work. And this is a guy who's worked in the government like his whole life in the military. <laughs> and so he, he get fucking it. blew his stack on me. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> And my dad and my brother and the whole car ride home was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What are you stupid? And I was like, I don't I don't even know. Like at the time, it's like, I don't even know what the government is. <laughs> I just thought this was like a key phrase to use to make people laugh. Is that really bad? Is it that bad? I, I mean, I don't know. I guess if it's like a, if it's an 80 year old senile guy who's like spent his whole life oh, in the Navy, he might, he might take it kind of harsh. Jesus Christ. That's, yeah, old, yeah I mean. old men really hit the wall hard with sensitivity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had a oh, grandfather. Yeah, I, mean, I had a grandpa that moved in with us after my grandma died, and he used to have a commode set up in our in our living room. So he would literally take shits in our fucking living room. But God forbid we called our mother mommy, he would fucking lose his shit, man. What was his preference? <laughs> mother. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's crazy well, how uh, stupid old people are, by the way. And we're just like, they're old and wise. So, you know, their ways yeah. are probably, be- you know, they've got these antiquated ways. And it's like, we're getting away from the good ways. So when they say something, we should listen. It's just like, no, old people are just as fucking stupid as the rest of us. <laughs> and, and like that extra old people respect is completely insane to me. Yeah, I bet it used to be better. I bet it used to be better. I bet like, yeah. when, they, when they were like, when life wasn't changing that much. You know, like it was probably great to be a grandpa through like the Middle Ages because it's like life was yeah. the same. Well, so also, you could, if you survive like, that long, it's like we have to listen to him. We have <laughs> to survive as long as him. Whatever his secret is, we have to learn it. Yeah, yeah. You, but none of the young people could be like, Grandpa, when you were alive, we were living in mud houses. It's mm-hmm. like, well, they're still living in mud houses. Like nothing had changed. Yeah, you there's, know? there's now nothing it's admirable. Like, grandpas don't know anything. Yeah, they know literally shit and they live way too long. Like you can accidentally live like 30 years too long now. It's not oh, impressive easily. to live long anymore. Yeah. Like you you it's it's very easy for your uh children 
to just prop up your corpse and carry you from family gathering to family gathering. <laughs> Uh, and, <laughs> yeah and, and we, we know enough fucking, about like yeah. <laughs> yeah. we know like enough about how brains work and stuff that like yeah. i bet i bet when old grandpas were starting to lose their shit back in the day they'd be like i don't know i think he's like transcending something he's like thinking really abstractly he's like, <laughs> he's, like he's really like he's going from strength to strength now it's like no no no. his synapses are not communicating yeah nothing's working dude it's just dead ends all over his brain <laughs> how long he's do you guys want to live room Oh, good question. What'd you say? How long do you want to live? I don't know. If I, I can't it, walk it, or go to the bathroom by, by myself, put me down. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good uh yeah. Good measuring stick. I wonder I wonder if they like yeah, it's gotta be so weird. It'd be weird to see your grandkids like if you were the man your whole life and then like you meet your grandkids and you're like basically like yeah, you can't like shit or speak really. <laughs> You're like damn I, I imagine this being so different like you see you know yeah i gotta introduce you like you're not even there it's like th- this is my father he used to shit and speak with the rest of it with the best <laughs> he could shit on a dime well, yeah, yeah, when I, now, yeah when i have grandkids and like my children are too big of fucking pussies to put me down and i have to just fucking live out my days in a chair and i the life expectancy would be, be like 107 at that point I'm just going to constantly get in my grandkids ears just like, just say, so you know, I fucking used to rule. I get this. This is shit. This is not great. I used to be the fucking man. Sorry about this. I stink. Uh, what? Here's money. <laughs> yeah, the, Tim, the great thing about you is like when you get old, instead of like a recliner, your kids are just going to sit you in a gaming chair. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you 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 get like Ben to make like a highlight reel of your life so you can like almost play like a little highlight of like the last dance anytime you like you know like he's gonna big fish me (laughs) he's gonna big fish me he's gonna carry me into a river and i'm gonna turn (laughs) into a a grouper that's a great idea damn see we should have this on we should have this on sooner (laughs) dude i moved my grandmother by the way uh this is why i've been thinking so much about this i had to move my grandmother who is about four thousand years no she's uh late 80s and it's you know it's rough going and I had to move her into my aunt's house where it's probably, you know, it's the last move she's ever going to take. And uh, it was, you know, me and my Uncle Tim. Uh, funny story here. My Uncle Tim, uh, same name, obviously. But I think my mom had me before he had any kids. And I was supposed to be named Nicholas. And I the, the story, as I've gathered so far was that just on a whim, she was like, let's just name him Tim just to fuck him out of being able to name his first son, Timothy. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, pretty rotten, right? So, uh, but he's the man. I fucking love this dude. He, I I, I regret not just fucking just getting under this dude's wing as a child. It's, I get the fucking phone call. It's time to move Graham. Um, He's like, he, he calls me as soon as like everyone's confirmed. He's like, listen, let me pick you up. I'll drive you down there. I don't have a lot of time today. And every time it looked like the day was going to drag on, like, should we take this or should we do that? He'd be like, I got to go. We're leaving. And then they'd be like, all right, all right. So he was forcing everyone to make decisions. It was the most powerful shit I've ever seen. And I'm never going to let anyone waste my time again because of it. But, you need uh, somebody like that when you're fucking moving. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Someone to just be like, dude, this doesn't have to go until 9 a.m. tomorrow. Let's just fucking get out of here. But uh, yeah, so we moved my ground. She, you know, I... I I'm I'm hesitant to say anything 
that would be construed as like weird, but it's, you know, you're touching your grandma. You're feeling her bones. <laughs> That's the fucking worst. That's the fucking yeah. worst. We had to, yeah, we had to put her in a wheelchair. Cause like if I had to pick her up and lift her, I would just snap parts of her off. <laughs> yeah. It would be like throwing a dollar store toy. <laughs> so we're, we're moving in her chair and, uh, uh I man, this is one of the worst jokes I've ever made. But like my my aunt like set up a very nice room for a bedroom for it, like matched the layout of her living room at the house that she lived in for you know sixty five thousand years, and uh, you know same TV, same everything. And she just I my grandma appreciated it so much. She loved yeah, it. Yeah, it's like when they move the barns. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was like a, a quiet moment where it was just me and my cousin who's uh, younger than me. And uh, I had to be like, hey, are you old enough to remember MTV Cribs? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like doing like the bedroom reveal of like this is where all the magic happens. I was like, this is where all the dying happens. <laughs> and then we had to stop laughing because the grownups came back into the room. Oh, yeah. That's but funny, uh, I yeah. So I'm, now I'm thinking I, I'm thinking hard about when I want to die. And it is definitely before anyone has to carry me across a lawn in a chair yeah it sucks because it feels like we're close to the point where like maybe people will stop dying oh god no. i keep reading stuff about that <laughs> like eventually so there's someone has to be the last person to ever die of old age yeah and then it's just never going to happen again well it's like yeah i mean it's like it, it is you do kind of feel like i don't know it's like will my like niece and nephew will they live like 200 years it's there is a point where it's like you do like if you live like if they can extend your life 100 years you could live long enough for them to figure out a way to extend it like another 100 and then another you know like and then just keep you just keep going eventually you'll achieve sort of like a you won't die i mean you got to be close to that to just like solving alzheimer's and like just replacing organs just like growing an organ and replacing it you gotta be it can't be that far away if, if you do that collapses. though uh, oh man you'd have to start sterilizing people because if people stop dying like i don't buy into when people are like the, the world's overcrowded it's overpopulated i don't buy into that at all there's a lot of unused space on the earth and yeah, yeah. you know but obviously resources become more renewable I, i'm not getting into that i'm not fucking smart enough or well read enough but also for you it. just start spreading out it's like you go to mars and then other True. places you're just like <laughs> You just go go everywhere, and everyone lives like a thousand years. Dude, I would talk so much shit from Mars. <laughs> just yell down, "What's up, faggots?" <laughs> <laughs> well, can you can you imagine a time when like we're so accustomed to living on Mars that like children are just in school worried about boners living on Mars? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how bizarre yeah, is that thought? Yeah, it's, and the thing that sucks about that, Tim, is like you can't tuck a boner. There's no waistband on a spacesuit. There's nowhere to tuck that boner. <laughs> yeah, and when you're on the space station, you have something. to come into a hose that like ejects it from, <laughs> shoots it out of the space. Yeah. Just starts hurtling toward like one of your relatives. You're like, no, 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 we're at like an hour too. I want to. I want to flip over to the Patreon, but uh, right, let's do it. we could spend some time popping in the uh, YouTube chat after we stop recording. All right. Oh, hang so, on, Tim. Real quick, I got to do the sponsors. By all means. 
All right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Uh, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. If you go to bluechew.com, type in from promo code FATBIRD, you get a free sample. All you got to pay for is the five bucks for shipping, and they'll hook you up with some uh, some uh, some boners. Chris, you ever try a Blue Chew? Uh, I haven't. I'm, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely do it, though. Try Seems it. like it, fun. Yeah, it fucking rules, man. You're going to have fucking Mega Bird for an entire yeah. evening. Really? So it lasts for like a while? Lasts for a um, couple hours? It, it's easier to achieve. Like you, you could be done within like a few minutes. But oh, then okay. like if you decided you wanted to go like right after that, like you, you could, have like you a know. 12 to 24 hour window where it's just bounce house <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> it's just fire. It's just, dude, have you it's guys like both done it. Yeah, dude, it yeah, rules. All it's the time. Like, dude, it's like having SEAL Team 6 at your disposal. SEAL Team <laughs> Dicks, if you will. Also, if you think you're surviving the trip to Mars without some sort of boner aid <laughs> because of like the way gravity works and affects your circulation, you're out of your goddamn mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm willing to try. I just, it's never come into, my, somehow it hasn't come into like my orbit. I've never had someone like with just a bunch on hand to borrow. Mm. It's great, man. Just, if you go to bluetooth.com, type in promo code FATBIRD, you get free samples, man. All right. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm in. I'll you'll love it, job. dude. Then also our other sponsor is Audible. And um, I use Audible every fucking day. It's the best. I use it to go to sleep at night. And right now I'm listening to a fucking book that McCusker recommended. And he's actually basing his fucking um, dogology psychology um, around this fucking book. And let me pull it up real quick. But yeah, if you go to audibletrial.com, slash fat bird you get a free 30-day trial of audible it's called get out of your head and get get into your life which is the book that mccusker recommended very interesting fucking check that shit out but yeah if you go to audibletrial.com slash fat bird you get a free trial and that fucking rules too. dude I, by the way i was talking to mccusker about some uh some happenings in the church of sacred dogology and i think we're going to be ready to talk about some stuff soon i can't wait to fucking hear it. i'm man. very fucking excited you know what it's i mean it's funny, obviously, because it's McCusker, but he has one of the most genuine hearts of anybody you'll ever come across. And he genuinely wants to see people feel good and honestly live their fucking, it sounds fucking lame to say, it, but the best life or the best version of themselves. Yeah, he's yeah. he's like he's he's like open minded in a very like fun way, in a way that like yep. if he's talking to someone, he'll like get a lot out of them. You know, yeah. even even if he doesn't tr quite like trust what they're saying, he'll like, yeah, he's just like comfortable enough and they'll start like just spilling the beans. This is going to sound hey. gay, but he he's what improvisers think they're learning to be like. He <laughs> never shuts anything down. He's always like, all right, I will explore that and it will rule. Oh, do we have anyone on next week? We should get him on. Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. We'll set that up. All right. Uh, if you're in the free episode. Uh, or on the YouTube. Thank you guys uh, for fucking chilling with us. Uh, thanks, Chris O'Connor, for being on here. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Contact is back. Yeah, contact. I was is back. so happy, man. Yeah, listen to Contact with Chris O'Connor. I'll be I'll be pumping those episodes out. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, so, dude, I was I was one of the first patrons of Contact, and <laughs> it was so long between episodes, but I didn't I didn't delete my pledge. I was like, someday it's gonna come back hot, hard, and heavy, <laughs> and boy did it ever. Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, also, it's tough. Oh, it's tough. Know. It's tough. Like, like, you know, we were talking about, yeah, that feeling like after after you do one of these podcasts, just like spilling a bunch of stuff and not know and feeling just like anxiety about it. It's so much worse when you're alone and just flipping out about something. You're like, Jesus Christ.
Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Yeah. <clears throat> well, the the one reassurance that you you have is that it's it's always just going to be what you want it to be. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like a superpower for the anxiety. The anxiety is unavoidable, right? You can't do anything about that and where that comes from. But when your response is like, "Well, I may I did what I wanted to do," then it's like it's at least a stalemate. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, also it's like, I feel like when I'm actually doing it, I do feel like this would be irresponsible to have to have someone react to this in real time. Mm-hmm. Like what I'm, what I'm saying is like, I don't know, <laughs> so fucking bad shit. that I'm like at the, to have someone have to feel this, you know, is irresponsible. So it should be, it should be just me in an isolation tank. Well, I, yeah, I don't. I agree with that, but not in any kind of negative way. I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. uh, and obviously, also uh, follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Tim Butterly. Uh, things are fucking picking up over there. Um, and thanks for following along. Sweet. All right, dogs. All right, later. Love you, dogs.